Ubisoft ditches Steam and PUBG is killing it on PlayStation. Let's jump into it. What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 35 of Diggity, a video game podcast. I'm your host, Jeff James. As always with me is the incredible, the unobtainable, luscious Brody, inventor of the tampon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> you knew it was going to come it out was, one, day. Uh, one day. You knew it. Oh, you God. You knew it. Here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Diggity Podcast. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio Public, wherever you listen. Uh, and also subscribe to us on YouTube, Diggity Gaming. Um, as the cool kids say, smash that like button, yo. Um, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial by heading over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. You get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity for your free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. This is indeed the Thursday episode. So with that, I'm going to roll quickly through the diggity deals. You get two good deals. So one deal, believe it or not, is actually GameStop. Um, so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Splatoon 2, Octopath Traveler, ARMS, uh, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, they're all $41.99, so $42, $42 uh, through the buy download option on the GameStop website. And this is honestly probably like one of the only times that you actually save money on a Nintendo uh, title or most of these titles, to be honest with you. Especially uh, having GameStop. To buy, yeah, without having to buy like a bundle or something right, like right. that, you know? Um, and then our second diggity deal, um, where again, passing the savings on to you. <laughs> and he said cheesy and cheap. I can wink this now. This fucking creepy. Uh, on you the video, wink? Well, oh, yeah. I, I got you. Well, on, the, on the yeah. YouTube. Yeah, on the, people can see yeah. you wink. Right, which is, right. I mean, that makes it terrible content for the audio podcast because like, what the fuck just happened? Like, did Jeff just like pull his dick out? Like, what? <laughs> I have no idea what happened. No, I just winked. Um, so uh, Amazon Prime users can get Spider-Man. That's Spider-Man for PS4 uh, for $39.99 uh, if you're a Prime member. Uh, this is a physical copy only, which is kind of weird. Like the digital copy was full price, which I was kind of like, that's – I don't really yeah, get that, but, you know, whatever. Um, so that's a great deal. Um, you know, we just talked last podcast that that has sold like 9 million copies already. So um, it's definitely popular, and you should probably hit that up. So right. 40 bucks, you get yourself some Spider-Man. Get some Spidey butt. Uh, all right. <laughs> Hit it up. What we got next? Uh, all right. So the this He's month stunned. We, He's well, like yeah, shocked. I, you you got me. <laughs> so this month we're getting uh, two new games added to the Nintendo Switch Online, the the NES <laughs> emulator. Uh, God damn it, that Perry the Perry the Platypus Cup. God damn it. See, this is a problem now. Now that we've got YouTube, because. Again, the audio podcast just went, what the hell did Jeff just do? I'm drinking out of a pair of the Platypus mug for those on the audio podcast. So just so you know. It's, it's fantastic. That's oh, great. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. But, yeah, we're getting uh, two new games added to the Nintendo Switch Online uh, NES library that we have uh, if you pay for the subscription. Yes. Uh, so pumped. It's awesome. Um, but basically we're getting Zelda 2 and Blaster Master. Uh, they're... In the past, we've had three games, but we're actually only getting two this month because one of them is exclusive to Japan, 
and that game is Joy Mech Fight. That's kind of bullshit, though. Like, just give me a third one for North America. Yeah, yeah. Find something that was <laughs> a hell, man? North America exclusive, and go ahead and uh, send that our way. But no, I I agree. I think I, that kind of sucks. I, I, but at the same time, I mean, uh, what are we? I wonder what game we were missing out on. No, you know what you have to do. You have to you have to fight Reggie. Ah, <sighs> like this is fist it. fight, uh, fist fight, or yeah. no, cage like match, a na- like a naked oil wrestling fight. Oh, right, right. As one does to settle a dispute. Well, absolutely. It's <laughs> <laughs> to prove who's a manly is. Right. Um, one last piece of housekeeping before we get into the news. Uh, four games are leaving Game Pass soon. So the four games are the Division, Letter Quest. Riptide GP Renegade and the Escapist, uh, the Walking Dead version. Uh, there's no official word as to the exact date um, as to when these games will be off of Game Pass. Um, but I, I mean, looking into the past, it's always been kind of weird, odd dates per title. Like it hasn't been yeah. like these four are leaving at the same time. Like it's just kind of been like, and this is leaving on January 17th, and this is leaving on January 28th, and this is leaving like blah blah blah. It's kind of kind of weird how all the contracts end. Right. But we'll have to see. Um, I, I'm kind of stunned that the division honestly is leaving, um, especially with Game the Pass. division two coming out. It's you would in think February, they'd leave it on yeah. there, just kind of let it ride until uh, what yeah, was it? I, I think it comes out March. I think it was middle of March. I think we talked about March fifteenth. Yeah, March fifteenth. So, so, I mean, you could have left out till February, and people would right. have probably garnished a little bit more interest or whatever. Like, right. I'm not really seeing any a lot of marketing for division two yet. Um, per se, I think no. it's like just starting to ramp up. Right, and uh, you're starting to see a, a little bit, like you said, you know, nothing too crazy, but I, I'm seeing it, um, uh, I saw it when I bought my computer, you know, they, they gave away, if you bought an AM, something with an AMD processor in but it you got or it anything free, like right? that. Yeah, I got Division oh, 2 on PC for free, and they also had uh, Devil May Cry, and, oh uh, shit, I always forget the third one. Oh, uh, Resident Evil 2, there we go. Okay. So, but. Got you. Yeah, sweet man. Let's jump into news. So, Switchblade is going free to play on January twenty second. Uh, Switchblade is a five versus five vehicular MOBA that initially released on August twenty eighth as an early access game. Uh, the game is now turning to the free to play model and will likely turn to microtransactions to keep the lights on. I would assume. Um, the big question here is whether it's going to be solely cosmetics or if it's going to be. Um, Kind of more the the pay to win route, um, which nobody wants to see, obviously, and that kills games mm-hmm. because people fucking hate that. But uh, if it's cosmetics, I mean, yeah, sure, why not? But it'll be interesting to see how they they cha- take that game and turn it into something that can function as a free to play while still making money. Um, I personally have not played this game; I did not purchase it. But once it goes free to play, I'll give it a shot. Why not? I'm kind of actually stunned that they have to go to this. Um, I thought this game was actually doing pretty well. Um, but yeah. I mean, I guess they're going to go free to play. Um, it's, it's a model that is, it works if you can right. do it properly. Um, I mean, like look at Fortnite. Out, hopefully it's not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Fortnite, Warframe, um, you know, um, Paladins, like the list goes on and on and on. Um, but yeah, we'll have to see, uh, how this rolls out. I, I think that they've always done a good job as a company, like mm-hmm. in terms of how they, they market their stuff and how they speak to their community. So I'm kind of hoping that this succeeds. Uh, oh, yeah. We'll have to see, though. Um, from what I understand and from very little that I've played of it, it's kind of like World of Tanks meets, like, Paladins meets, like, 
uh, Rocket League, I guess, in the essence of the car. I yeah. guess. I mean, it's it's kind of like a battle. You're going around just battling each other. More like, like a world. Maybe of like a mode. twisted metal. Uh, yeah, that's actually a good example. Like a twisted metal, world of tanks, and um, and yeah, you have the mobile element to it. So, but um, you know, hey, the free to play model works. Um, we'll have to see if it works for this game. Uh, I hope to God that they don't make it like pay to win. Uh, I'm not a big pay like player of it, but. I could assume if people signed up for the early access and, and bought into some other stuff of this game and all of a sudden it went free to play, hopefully there's some perks for people. And uh, hopefully it's not going to turn into just a you know a shit show, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, I've got a piece of news, and that is Ubisoft is choosing to place Division 2 on the Epic Store but not Steam. So this is interesting because we talked about this yeah. a couple yeah. weeks back saying that there's got to be some game coming out soon that's going to just be like F you Steam. And is going to make that jump over to the Epic Game Store. So, uh, aside from the Division Two, it has been announced that Ubisoft and Epic will partner on additional select titles. Uh, and this partnership will limit players to buying the PC version of the game to either the Epic Game Store or Ubisoft directly. So that's pretty huge. Like you cannot get this anywhere else except for the Epic Game Store or from Ubisoft for PC. If you're a PC gamer, that's huge. That's massive. The fact that they're going to leave Steam for that, they either one. Well, I'm assuming there's a couple of things, right? Like right off the bat, you're getting a cheaper royalty, so they're pretty happy about that because that's you know that's not taking off of their you know gross revenue. Um, but then on top of that, like the, the, man, Epic Games had to have paid them for this or something. There's no uh, way. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Ubisoft is making a pretty good chunk of change off of this. I I imagine this early on, Epic is definitely going to be dishing out some of that crazy money that they made last year to uh, promote their store and get it definitely rolling and mm-hmm. i think the division two i think it has enough hype behind it i mean uh, even though the division one kind of failed uh not really failed i guess but it, it did fall on its face a little bit there at the beginning and then they right. they revised it and uh through dlc they they fixed a lot of the things that were that was wrong with the game um so a lot of people are actually really looking forward to the division two i know i know we're we're definitely looking forward to it. it it's something absolutely. that is absolutely going to be a day one buy for us, and we're going to play through. But um, I think what, what do you what do you think other games are coming like to the game store like like I, big games I, aside from I'm, Division Two, especially from Ubisoft. I think uh, which we're not even it, just from Ubisoft, I'm right? Just, like right. anything coming down the pipeline. Yeah, but uh, just to focus on the Ubisoft thing for a minute. The um, I think. Creed. Assassin's Creed, but we've already been told that there is an Assassin's Creed game coming out this year. There is not, sorry if I kind of slurred my words a little bit there. Uh, <laughs> there is not an Assassin's Creed game coming out this year, uh, but next year there should be, I would assume. Um, but yeah, I think obviously a lot of your heavy hitters are going to be coming to the Epic Store from uh, from Ubisoft, but uh, as far as other games coming out, I don't. it's interesting because I'm not sure. I, I have... I have no clue, honestly. <laughs> what else is going to be coming? Do you think Anthem touches that at all, or do you think EA keeps that into their origin ecosystem? E- I, I assume EA is going to keep it in origin. I, I don't imagine that it's going to make it out of there. Um, EA is very greedy as far as keeping everything. You know, If they can make more money off it and not have to pay royalties out to anybody or anything like that, they're obviously <coughs> going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would assume that... 
I, I think at this point, Anthem is close enough to coming out that they're not going to pull a fast one like that, and people probably already have it pre-ordered places and things like that or whatnot. Um, so I, I'm thinking the next big game is going to be, you know, maybe something that's coming out around summertime or getting closer to fall or something like that. I, I, I don't think we're going to see another big heavy hitter. What about Crackdown uh, 3? Um... And no, because that's that's Microsoft. Microsoft, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be exclusive. But to I mean, Microsoft's, Microsoft's been releasing some of their stuff on Steam. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if this one will though, because it's one of the games that's coming to Game Pass. That's supposed mm-hmm. to be a big Game Pass seller and stuff like that, and it's also a Play Anywhere title, I believe. Question. Mark? So I've got a list here of games, and here's what I think. I think uh, Doom Eternal, I think will come to Epic Game Store. Yeah. Yeah, um, I can see that one for sure. Uh, I think Kingdom Hearts 3, if it ever came to PC build, uh, mm-hmm. would be on that. Um, I think Metro Exodus uh, would be on that um, eventually. Um, uh, I could see Rage 2 coming to that. Um, yeah. I'd also, so... What about crazy. the... Newer Far Cry game that's coming out. Far Cry. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, whatever. <laughs> I can't remember uh, what it's Spelunky called. Spelunky Two. Yeah. I can see Spelunky Two just coming there, uh-huh. um, and getting like bought out. Um, you know, this is gonna be crazy. But so I think Nintendo sells codes on the Epic Game Store. Okay. Um, for digital downloads for them, and the only reason why I say that is because Humble actually started doing that. Yeah, selling those. I just saw that. That was yeah, fairly recent on the U.S. side of things. So I don't know if that's like you know singled out to them, but I could see them doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Beyond Good and Evil Two coming to Epic Game Store. I think they're gonna get most of the triple A's, dude. That are. I think so. Yeah, I really do. I think they're just gonna shit on Steam. Like that's again, fair. I, they're just gonna go ham. They don't give a damn. They're going to go ham. They got money to spend this year. I mean, they might as well and get a, a good start off to the Epic Store because otherwise, I mean, you don't want to milk it out for too long. You want to come in strong. And I think they're so far they're doing an excellent job. And Absolutely. Especially, you know, I think the Division 2 is that's a huge win for them for sure. I, I'm sure it probably cost a decent penny, but... Um, I, I think I think you're right. I think a lot of the AAA games are going to come to Epic, and whether Epic has to pay for it, you know, for the first game or not, or whatever, you know, however they work it out, I, I'm sure that that is absolutely something that's going to happen. Oh, for sure, absolutely, dude. All right, what's the next piece of news? Uh, PUBG is doing extremely well on PlayStation, which is uh, kind of surprising because uh, PUBG seemed to be kind of going downhill as far as player base, and uh, this kind of seemed to breathe a little bit of life back into it. Uh, PUBG managed to be the most downloaded game of December in 2018. Um, as uh, as we've kind of talked about before, PUBG finally released on the PlayStation 4 after previously being on PC <coughs> and a little bit later on Xbox, uh, and it even actually came to phones before it came to PlayStation mm-hmm. uh, which I assume was probably from a deal with Microsoft to have it exclusively on Xbox oh, for an extended absolutely. period of time um, <clears throat> but to round out the top 5 downloaded games on PlayStation for the month of December there was uh, at number 2 Call of Duty Black Ops 4 
At number three, Grand Theft Auto Five, which is Amazing. insane that that's still staying there, oh, man. God, They're just making so, so much, much money. money each month. It's fucking crazy. Uh, uh, and then at number four, you got Red Dead Redemption Two, and number isn't five. Isn't that nuts? Take that in. Yeah. Red Dead Two is doing less than Grand Theft Auto Five. Yeah, it's insane. Still, uh, to this day. And then actually, this one surprised me a little bit too. At number five, they have Battlefield Five, which. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, I didn't think the sales for Battlefield Five had been doing what you know. We haven't heard doing anything, very right? well. Yeah, no, it's been pretty quiet. It's been okay. real quiet, actually. I mean, so. what are we into it launch? What, like a month into it launching now? Uh, yes. Um, no, yeah, a month and a half, month, month and a half. Oh God! Oh God! When did it launch? It launched <laughs> like what? December? No- I'll look it up. It was November. November 11th? That uh, November 20th. November 20th. 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 Right, right, right. Okay, so it's been more than once. It's been like a month and a half almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we probably won't get sales numbers for... Nah, I don't... I mean, I don't... It's probably going to be a little bit yet until we see sales numbers for it, I would think. I, so I would think they would see what it did. Yeah, I am too, because it, it doesn't seem like it sold all that well just from all the, the publicity around it, but that yeah, could also just died. be, yeah, it, it could also just be, you know, the news doing what news does. Right. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, that that whole list is kind of surprising to me. I mean, it's been a, a little while since mm-hmm. we've seen, you know, a, a Call of Duty dominate this much. I mean... It, it always sells well, but, uh, I mean, this one is absolutely killing it. And then you you got Battlefield Five in there, which has been very, very mixed on the review side. So, It's just stunning at all to you, though, that the fact that it's, like, number one? Absolutely. Uh, as much, uh, as many issues as we've seen with it on, you know, Xbox and things like that. Like, I, I've played it on Xbox. We played it quite a bit, and that's that's one of the few games I'll actually rage quit. <laughs> like, I, I, I can't <laughs> play it anymore. I'm done. Can't play it on um, Xbox. But I, I have played it on PC now, and I will say it runs way better on PC, which I, I'm not surprised at all, but at the same right. time, um, I, I assume that the PlayStation release is very similar to what it is on, on Xbox, um, and a mm-hmm. lot of people absolutely despise it on console. I mean, hell, it runs better. I, I mean, it I, runs I, better on your phone than it does on console. Yeah, I think the only reason why it's at the top though is because like it launched on it. Like, I mean, if yeah. you think about it from somebody from a PlayStation perspective, like exactly to your point, it was on a friggin' phone before it even came to your console yet. So right. It's like this is finally your chance to try it out, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, I get it's it's also, you know, it's not no, it's not free, right? It's not on um, no. it's not on PSN Plus. No, that, no? I don't think so. Okay. No. Hmm. But it, yeah, it, I mean, it, if it launched at the same price point that it did on Xbox, which I, I doubt it did. No, no. I, I think it, I think it went full. I think it went full pop because it oh, wasn't early full, access. To yeah, that that's right. That's right. It wasn't early access. Can you imagine if we would have paid sixty dollars for that game and had all? The, Is it fucking oh, sixty dollars? If it's full pop, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it depending on how they launched it, it on Xbox it was thirty dollars. On PC, I, I believe it is also thirty dollars. So it, I know it is, you know, out of out of early access now. But it's thirty dollars. Uh, thirty dollars. Okay, good. It's $30. I was gonna say, good God, can you imagine? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, but yeah, I think I agree. Was it I think it's just that we bought it for. Yeah. Really? Yes. I thought we bought it for like fifteen or something because we were like part of like way early early access, and no. then it went to thirty. 
No? No. Wow. <laughs> it was 30. Jeez. But, damn. Yeah. So it's – I think I I fully agree with you that the main reason it sold so well is just because it's new to the platform and it is such right. a game that is talked about regardless of – Oh, yeah, for sure. It's been played. It, it's infamous if nothing less. So, no, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so Kirby and Yoshi, uh, they got release dates for March for their own respective games. So the official announcement came from Nintendo. So Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn is coming first uh, on March 5th to the 3DS, and it'll be at a price point of $39.99. You can like you can pre-order this right now on Amazon if you want. Um, and Yoshi's Crafted World uh, rounds out at the end of the month with a release of uh, March 29th, and that one's for Nintendo Switch. So it's a full-pop game, full-pop Nintendo game at $59.99. Um, I- I'm excited for Yoshi's Crafted World. Looks really cool. Don't really care about Kirby's Extra Epic Yarn, and I'll tell you why. Because it's on 3DS. Like yeah. I just I don't care about my 3DS anymore, and nope. I don't know if that's just me. Um, I don't think it is, but I don't. I I guess there's a market to still make these games. Um, mm-hmm. Clearly, um, but I mean, wh- like, when do they? I don't know. I don't know, man. It, it, that's that's something that since we started doing this podcast, you know, we we've talked about or since I've gotten my Switch, I've really thought about because yeah. it's it's one of those things. I bought the 3DS like a year before I got my Switch, and so I, I used it just because it was nice to have a handheld around, and you know, you can play a little bit here and there and put it down. But um, once the Switch came out, I, I hardly play my 3DS. Every great once in a while, I'll go I've back to it, it just to play like fire emblem or something like that but right. other and than at, that it's it's crazy because at, at the start i was like i was like well uh, you know it makes sense if it makes money you know it makes money but then it's also like and then i was like no you know focus attention to switch but it's like <coughs> sorry there um but it's it's kind of like if this game was on switch do they even need that to be on switch because there's some great games that come out on switch over the last like couple oh months. absolutely like every month there's something good coming out on the switch it would seem um and it's just kind of like there's it's weird they have so many properties and they can do so many things with it like they don't even don't even need to release a Kirby on that and obviously the 3DS still prints money for them but it's like how much longer will that actually print money for them like it's it's astonishing to me because when it was first announced you and I talked about the Switch and how we thought like why would you do this it's basically cannibalizing um, right, you know your 3ds, your handheld market, um, which is fine if they if it came out as like this is a handheld, and by the way, it just so happens that you can dock it. See, cool, and, and no I, problem. I think the the only thing that is saving the 3ds at this point is it's easier to buy for younger children. Price point, yeah, because the price point is low, so you don't have three hundred dollars in a console that that kids are carrying around. So, I mean, if you spend $300 on a console, right, your Switch, and you let your kid carry it around and he fucking breaks it, that's a big deal. If you spend $80 on a console, you know. Is on it 80 the, bucks on the, for a 2DS? On the, uh, for the, the doorstop 2DS, yeah. Uh, what about the new 2DS? What's that? The new like 2DS, uh, no, it's it's like 100 and I think you can get it on sale for like 130 But I think 150 is is what it came out at. Yeah. 150 right. Okay. So, uh, you know, so spending that kind of money and something happening to it is different than, you know, spending obviously twice that money or three times that, that amount of money. And I, I just, I think it's 
a lot easier pill to swallow for parents and uh, to to buy it for their their children. I think I, I think that's the only thing saving it really. Right. Well, I mean, we've had this discussion before. Like, you wouldn't trust your kids to lug the joy uh, joy cons and the switch to school, and no, that God it's no, come back with without a scratch on it. God no. <laughs> it's quite a, a dangerous. My kids, console. my kids are so clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, I. I, I just find it fascinating that they still want to do the 3DS stuff. Um, yeah. You know, cool, prints money. I guess they'll just keep doing it. But I don't know how long it's going to live for. Right. I, I, I mean, I guess, how many 3DSs have been sold? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find that. Hit us with the next piece of news. All right. So next we got uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has bought Auto, or, uh, sorry, Audio Connect. Holy shit. What's that? Oh my god. I know it's an ungodly number. 75 million units. Oh yeah. You know how many of those are in Japan oh, too? Oh no, sorry. The Nintendo DS product line are the best-selling consoles. 154 million in total. That's crazy. Holy crap. Is that including like the DS and the DS Lite and things like that? And the DSi? Or is that just the... Um, that one was, but the ni- the 70-something is from the own... Uh, uh, so, Nintendo 3DS. Here, here's the breakdown. Okay. So, Game Boy, uh, including Game Boy Color, they sold 119 million units. Game Boy Advance sold 81 million units. Nintendo DS sold 154 million units. So, that's DS, DS Lite, um, and DSi. And then the Nintendo 3DS line has sold 73 million units. Damn. Nintendo has sold over 700 million total hardware units in its lifestyle, life cycle as a company. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. It's... Holy crap, man. And I think, you know, until the money dries up there, they're going to keep <laughs> making shit there. The Wii sold 101 million units. Oh yeah, it sold like crazy. Oh my god, the Wii U thirteen million units. Oh, and the Switch. Oh god, I didn't know it was that low. Holy yeah. shit. The Nintendo Switch as of uh August two thousand eighteen was at twenty million units. No. Um I'm sure obviously that's gone up because of See I don't Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. Um gotcha. Yeah, that's But crazy, this is dude. the problem too, is like there was that weird thing where a couple of um, weeks ago, um, oh my gosh, uh, the company president had said that uh, Nintendo could shift away from home consoles, right? And it's like you can see that with the Switch being kind of like this bastard child of like a console where it's like yeah. it doesn't know what it wants to be, if it wants to be handheld or if it wants to be a home console. Um, but if that's the course that they're going to go with, like, then that's I'm killing cool 3DS. That. Right, but that's killing 3DS. And it's like... Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, but I mean, after coming off of you know a console that sold only 13 million, the Wii U, and it had what five years in its life cycle, like that's yeah. that's not very good. So if the money's not there because you can't compete with um, uh, with Xbox or PlayStation at this point, which again, you know, Nintendo never really Doesn't has shit. been trying to compete. Yeah. But at the same time, if the money's not there, if they're not getting what they need to get out of that console, I right. mean, why keep doing it? 
this hybrid bastard child of a console, like you said, you know, it it works. I fucking love it. I, I, oh, I love I, it too. It's I take it all over the place. I, actually, I play it more handheld than I do docked. Oh, but yeah. at the same time, every once in a while, it's great to play it docked. You know, it, it's easy to bring to your house and play my games in your dock or whatever. And For sure. We play, you know, Mario Party or, or whatever. And I think it's... I think it was such a smart move by them, um, but like you said, you know, it, it does kind of smother their handheld sales. Um, so, kind of, kind of extending question on this because we've got lots of time to discuss. But there are rumors going around about a new uh, Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, two questions on this. The first one I'll ask is, what do you think the new Nintendo Switch has that's different on it? Mm-hmm. And and two. Well, this is, this is the first one. What do you think? What do you think the new one has? Um, we've we've kind of done something similar to this in the past, but it, it's been a while, so it, it is probably a good good time to retouch right. on it. But I think, I think the, uh, I, I think they're either going to go one of one of two ways with it. I think they're either going to go smaller with Joy Cons that don't actually detach, come off, so like a mini. Right. Like, like a like, mini, like like a like a one ninety nine, yeah. Switch come in at like a, come in at a lower price point, and now you can completely replace your two uh, DSs, which is fine because the technology is dated, obviously. Mm-hmm. So if you get a smaller switch in there, smaller screen, the Joy Cons might not detach, but you can still dock it and play it with other controllers or something like that. And mm-hmm. then you get, I mean, obviously on a mini, you're going to lose some features, but as long as the core gameplay and everything's still there, it should be fine. Or, or maybe even both, I think they're going to go for a, like an XL, like they, they also like to do, you know, they, they like to take something and yeah. make it put a, a bigger and maybe better screen on there or something like right. that where now you can, you know, choose what price point you want to come in. Say you want to go middle of the road, you can get your, you know, the the $300 switch or it'll probably so, price drop. So you're talking about doing like two or three SKUs. Yeah, I, I'd the say thing. keep That's the, exactly what I thought. That's exactly keep, what I think. Yeah, keep the main switch, mm-hmm. get a mini get us a lower price point so you can get more people in on it. And and at that the way they could do that is now you're still you still representing your handheld and right. you can kill off the 3DS without killing off your handheld sales like alone handheld, you know. And then right, now yeah, you It's like a stepping stone now. Right. And now you got uh, you know the the XL for the people that want the bigger and the better, and you right. know for you know just sitting around your house and playing handheld or whatever. Because I know I do that a lot, and I've I've heard of a lot of people that actually do just they're they're just playing at home, sitting on their couch. Oh, I usually play handheld too. I mean, I, yeah. I, the only time I'm using a dock is like when we do like a like a party game, like a snipper. Right. Or something Absolutely. Like that, or Jackbox. Yeah, Other than that, I mean, it's great just as as a handheld. Yeah, and I play it as a handheld solely because now I don't have to have you know a TV. I don't. I'm not tying mm-hmm. up the TV. The wife can That's watch great. whatever she wants, and I can sit there and play you know Octopath Traveler or whatever, and just grind on through. But oh, but you could do that on your Wii U, Brody. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't stray too far from the wall. <laughs> you gotta plug that bitch in. <laughs> no, I, I think you're. I think you're like spot on, man. I, I was kind of thinking the exact same thing I was thinking three SKUs but mm-hmm. I, mine's a little different so I, I, I totally agree on one where the Joy-Cons don't detach mm-hmm. um, and that is just a um, actually you know what no I don't because what the fuck do you do with a game like Mario Party 
you st I think if you dock it, you'd still be able to use other controllers. So yeah, you're you're but losing you out. more fucking Joy Cons and stuff. They don't care. That's true. <laughs> you're right. Okay, so maybe maybe they do do something like that. I think they do something where it's just a fucking box, dude. Just a regular console edition. Yeah, of it? I think they do something where it's just like this like shitty little like plastic box, and you just you put the game in there, and then it comes with two Joy Cons and like the um, like no dock comes with two Joy Cons and the uh, the the stupid like controller holder for the Joy Cons um, that you get with a Switch normally, and I think they they do that, and that's like a cheap price point, and then it's up to you to go buy like Pro controllers or like more Joy Cons for it, but I think that's like something that they do. Um, I think that'd be an interesting move, considering the the whole point of the switch is to be able to play both, you know, handheld and docked. Yeah, but you know, people would do that. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, like I mean, I, I fully mean, agree. You express the thing where it's like you have two young of kids. It's like, well, you know, I want them to play the newest Mario game. Uh, okay, we'll just get the home console. Right. Right. Instead of the whole you know tablet that they can carry around, um, and then I think. I think what the rumors are, are saying, I think is what they're basically going to do as well, is just make that screen bigger. But I don't think they're going to make the actual console any bigger. Just get um, rid of the bevel. Just get rid of or the, the bezel. bezel. Yeah. yeah. They're just going to get rid of the bezel, and I think maybe they make the screen 1080p instead of 720. Yeah, and maybe not make and it like, out of plastic. <laughs> well, yeah, and I think, no, I think they still make it out of plastic because um, I think the reason why they make it out of plastic is so it can breathe. Okay. Um. It just scratches so easy. I know. You've got to have bad... a screen protector on there. Oh, my God. Or you'll just Oh, oh sorry. It. You mean the screen itself. The I screen. You know, like the body. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah so the for screen. the screen, I think that they eventually, like, go and use, like, Gorilla Glass. Yeah. Um, like, at least a decent version of Gorilla Glass. And then I think that they go to, like, an OLED screen. Mm -hmm. They'll save, like, battery power. Right. And then I think that they change their processor in it as well. Um, so that they can they can consider more battery power and get like an extra you know half hour to an hour. You extra. think it's gonna be a little fatter? Maybe maybe no. not so much bigger. No, I think but the same. I think the same think form so? factor. Well, because yeah. how much you can't really make it any thicker because you, you like they've kind of fucked themselves You'd have to over change the Joy-Con. The well, no, yeah, the Joy and the Joy-Con, yeah, right? That's like true. They, they they fit flush, right? If you try that to make something point. thicker, you can't you can't wrap your hands around it. Like that's the thing that the. If the Joy Cons were detachable from the get go, cool. Yeah, no, no problem. Like it, it's whatever. You just re, re, you redo the whole thing. But now that you have these things that have to slide on and off, and they have to be flush, like you're kind of that's it. Like that's the form factor you're stuck to. Yeah. So I, that's why I like I don't see them even doing like a larger unit in actual like like the size of the actual device. Yeah, because you'd be um, because you'd have to make Joy-Con XLs or something yeah, like that. That's true. But but at the same time, it's Nintendo, I mean, <laughs> right? So like Joy-Con XLs now are a hundred dollars instead of eighty bucks for you know a set or something like that. But we'll have to see. Uh, anyways, you want to hand us with our last piece of news? Yeah. So the the last piece we got here is uh, Sony Interactive Ent Entertainment bought Audio Kinetic. Uh, audio Kinetic is the leading global provider of audio solutions for the gaming and interactive media industries. Uh, the company is best known for their product, WWISE, a comprehensive audio middleware solution. Uh, audio Kinetic will continue to operate independently despite being bought by Sony Interactive, and the acquisition is expected to close by January 31st, 2019. So this is... Um, this is kind of an interesting move, considering it it's kind of along the same lines of 
how Sony kind of started. I mean, before they started doing PlayStation and things. <coughs> um, but at, at the same time, it, it's a lot more specialized, and especially in the day and age that we live in, um, being more specialized in a specific thing is much better. Um, well, it's also the gaming industry's like biggest audio tool set. Right. Yeah, and you'll see. Uh, you'd you'd be surprised if you went back and played quite a few different games. You'd actually see that WYS come up on the screen it's as a weird it's logo. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's, a bunch of like it's kind of like amoebas and like dots and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like just a bunch of dots, a series of dots together. Yeah, after but, yeah, I saw the logo, I, how I hadn't even realized that I had seen it a million and a half. No, times, it's just but, one of those things, right? Where I think it's just a revenue builder for for Sony. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, that's all I can can. Yeah take of I, it but they, they say that 500 games per year use the company's audio tools yeah yeah I, that's what i saw that's that's insane and like i said you know i i didn't even realize that that was there half the time because i i mean how often are you actually really looking at the companies in the in the load up screen and shit like that but uh after after i saw the logo for it i'm like god damn i've seen that a million times you know mm-hmm. starting up a game and there it is but uh yeah no i think i uh, i fully agree this is absolutely just more profit in sony's pocket and um i don't know if it's really going to change anything on you know like the playstation 5 or anything like that but i'm mm-hmm. I, I think for the most part it's going to be more predominantly sure. just to get more money there was a great article in ars technica so the uh ceo john cadera um who's the president and ceo of sony R- Interactive Entertainment stated that this acquisition will allow us to further grow the PlayStation platform and contribute to the broader gaming industry. Um, it's our goal to support Audio Kinetic's efforts to advance its audio technology while maintaining independence and platform neutrality. And then uh, Ars Technica wrote that that's all well and good, but what is Sony's angle in acquiring a sound stool, uh, sorry, sound tool studio uh, that will continue to provide tools to outside studios and possibly its console producing competitors, Microsoft and Nintendo? The answer may be the sheer financial boon uh, of selling these tools to every studio known to man, or it could come in the form of developing new proprietary audio technologies for future Sony products. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's. I, I think it's going to be a, a mixture uh, of the two. Um, the same that Ars Technica's inside source, Birdies, frequently mention uh, audio systems development as a priority at various hardware companies, particularly those mm-hmm. with designs on next generation virtual reality systems. And those uh, suspicions only grew at this year's Oculus Connect where that company's engineering leads, uh, Michael Abrash and John Carmack, uh, spoke openly about efforts such as potential audio research. Uh, so I, I mean, they just want to make a bunch of money. Uh, it's probably a tool that they use all the time, and now they don't have to pay for it. And they yeah. know that everyone else is paying for it, so like, why not go acquire it? Right. To be honest with you, I don't know why Epic Games isn't going around and making a ton of acquisitions on tool sets and stuff like that to just bring into their engine and just, you know, that's it. That that is kind of a a good point because I I hadn't thought about it until you said it but yeah it would absolutely make sense for Epic to go around and you know buy up a bunch of tools because somebody's gonna use it and it's well just yeah because you can just more revenue. allow everyone to use them or you can just say and you can only use these on Unreal right and get them into that ecosystem right like it's all about building the ecosystem now with yeah. any company just getting someone into it and then closing the door and they're just walked into <laughs> that ecosystem and they can't well I mean, it's crazy right like if you even look at a company like a salesforce uh-huh. now as soon as a company starts using um a service like salesforce um a platform like that i mean how do you fucking stop that right right like that's how your company makes money yeah right so, so in this instance it's like how do you how do you how do you stop 
from having to use this tool set. You, you fucking can't. You know, it's 500 games a year, and it, the 500 games aren't like pilly little games. They're majority AAA games. Right, absolutely. That are using these. So, it, I mean, it's an incredible, smart business move. But, you know, nonetheless, we'll have to see what Sony does with it. Hopefully they're not evil with it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the last battle, I don't know if you had mentioned it, but uh, the acquisition is expected to close by January 31st, 2019. So yeah. that's pretty Very soon. Very soon. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty crazy. Um, well, guys, that does it for our podcast um, and our, our YouTube video podcast for the Thursday show. And we'll be back for the Monday show. Um, today's podcast was brought to you by Audible. Uh, like we said at the start, you can get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial by heading on over to audibletrial.com slash diggity. That's D-I-G-G-I-T-Y. You can get access to over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or your MP3 player. So head on over to audibletrial.com. Slash diggity to get your free audiobook download and 30 day free trial. As always, thank you so much to the Amazon and Audible team for sponsoring the podcast. Uh, remember, guys, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Diggity Podcast. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube now, Diggity Gaming. Um, if you're watching the video podcast right now, uh, you're going to have to go inner Jake Paul. Um, <laughs> smash that like button, yo. And uh, hit the subscribe. God, it hurts to say that. Oh. Ooh, ooh. Uh, anyways, subscribe. Um, and once you subscribe, you see a little bell also. Click the bell um, because subscribing now on YouTube means absolutely nothing. It just means that you hit a button. And if you want to be notified that we actually have new videos coming up and new video podcasts coming up, you actually have to hit the bell or else you'll never know. It'll just kind of be like lost on the side. So that's always great. Good job, YouTube. Uh, you can follow me on uh, Xbox One. My gamer tag is Maple Jeff. Uh, Brody, what is yours? Uh, it is Luscious Brody. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, leave us a review. It helps us out a ton. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, even on YouTube. We take uh, feedback pretty good. Uh, feedback makes the show better. Um, and also, uh, leaving a review helps us get uh, a little bit more exposure for the podcast. Uh, and until next time, guys, we'll see you for the Monday show. See ya. Hey.